Hi, welcome to the Newberry Chronicles, where two readers are going to be reading through the Newberry Medal winners and podcasting about it. Um, so, my name is Michael, and with me is Rebecca, and we're the readers. Um, we're also married, so uh, we're kind of attached at the hip. This here. is holy reading. This is this is yeah. This reading is blessed by um, the rite of holy matrimony, one of the sacraments, in fact. Um, so, you know, we won't have a priest present for this uh, podcast, but um, the Holy Spirit will be residing with us. Um, so anyway, um, this is just our introductory episode where we thought we'd introduce ourselves, um, our history with reading, uh, and then go into a little bit, just a little bit of the history of the Newberry Award, as well as um, what this podcast is going to hopefully look like going forward with it. And it's a bit of an experiment because... Uh, neither of us know very much about podcasting. I've been involved with another podcast uh, before uh, called Cinematary, uh, which is a movie podcast, but I was not involved in any of the production of that. I just Shameless would... plug. Shameless right plug, yeah. Cinematary.com. Join our Patreon. Um, but, uh, but I don't know anything about producing audio, and uh, unless you have hidden talents, Rebecca, I don't think you know either. Not a bit. Yeah, so anyway, uh, this may be pretty rough. Um, we're welcome to constructive criticism about our, um, you know, our, our audio mixing, and I'll, I'll be happy to take suggestions uh, about that. And I probably won't know how to uh, take your suggestions to heart because I don't know anything about this except how to press record on Audacity. So we'll see how this goes. Um, anyway, I just thought um, we just thought we'd start by just letting you know a little bit about who we are, our history with reading, and, and the Newberry books. Um, and then we'll get into the history in a second. But um, Rebecca, you want to tell us about yourself? Yeah. So um, I have always loved to read. As a kid, uh, both my parents were educators, so there were always books in our house, um, uh, always trips to the library um, where I could pick what I wanted to read. And I just think um, that it, just learning to love reading on your own early on um, was something that's true for both of us and kind of laid the foundation for um, why we still love books today. I guess some of my early memories of reading were um, my sister Katie was actually, we shared a room as kids, and um, I remember she was in the room when I first, like, read something out loud. Like, I, you know, I had, like, memorized books before that, which I think all kids do. I know, I know our son definitely has. Um, and thought that I was reading, but I, I remember being in the room with her when I was looking at my book, and then I actually started to read the words, and she said, and, you know, she was the one that pointed it out, and we had a little celebration, but I think that excitement quickly wore off from her, for her, because for a long time, I only knew how to read out loud, and I couldn't read silently, and that's very irritating when you're sharing a room with somebody, um, but I guess another early memory is, um, I was a pretty early reader, so I went to kindergarten already knowing how to read, but my mom loves to tell the story about when I came home one day crying because I said I didn't know how to read because I didn't know all the words. So I guess I still don't know how to read because I still don't know all the words. But um, I was very proud that I knew how to read and I wanted to do my AR, my accelerated reader test all by myself and my teacher wouldn't let me. So, um, but as I got older and started, you know, um, reading uh, more chapter books and novels. I, I loved Louisa May Alcott as a kid um, and still do. I still love Louisa May Alcott. Um, 
Lucy Ma Montgomery. Those are two of the big ones that I really remember. Um, just like reading a lot of their novels. Um, well, Lucy Maud Montgomery is Anne Virginia Gables, right? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. L. M. Montgomery, I guess, is what she goes the, by. The, like the gender name. neutral pen name. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those were some big ones. There's definitely more in there, but I'd say as a young kid, those were two of the big people. And then um, I majored in English literature in undergrad, which I guess segues into you. It does, yeah, because that's where we met, and we can get into that in a second uh, so people can know our steamy love story Mm -hmm. um, based around English literature. But... um, yeah, my story is not too different from that. Uh, I was not an early reader. I wasn't really a late reader either. I learned at the exact time that the public school system of Texas deemed that I should learn how to read, which was in first grade. Um, my parents had read to me a ton growing up, though, before that. Um, and so I think I probably took to it really well because of that. Um, and so I remember learning how to read um, from my first grade teacher and... Um, that really just opening the doors into a world of, of reading. And I, my first memory is reading, um, books that weren't just like picture books or anything like that were, um, reading the books that my parents were reading to me that my, at that point, my dad, um, or mom would, um, read us like chapter by chapter books, like the Chronicles of Narnia or whatever, um, before bed, um, they would always do that irritating thing where you'd get to the end of a chapter and then be like, all right, it's bedtime. And as a parent, I now know that what they were thinking was, I'm really tired and I need you to go to bed right now. But in my mind, I was like, oh, that's not not fair. I want to hear what happens next. And so once I learned how to read, I remember thinking, aha, they may be going away, but I can still read these books. Um, And so I definitely remember that. Um, And then, you know, growing older, you know, you... I remember reading like a ton of Beverly Cleary and Hardy Boys and a bunch of that stuff, which was like honestly really out of time, you know, because this was like the 90s. And um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess some of that stuff is timeless, but it is funny. Like, I think a lot of times because like my dad or my mom would be recommending books that they remembered from when they were growing up, like that was what I read a lot of. Like um, I went through a pretty big sci-fi phase and didn't read science fiction that was contemporary unless you count, like, the Star Wars, like, expanded universe novels. Um, But uh, the other sci-fi that I was reading was, like, Isaac Asimov and, uh, uh, what's his name, Um, Arthur C. Clarke and that sort of thing um, at my dad's suggestion. Um, And so a lot of my reading was, like, suggested by adults. And then I had my own stuff that I like to read, too, from the library. But, um, you know, I, you know, eventually, you know, in high school, started taking, like, honors and AP classes in in English, and that kind of introduced me to the world of literary fiction, which, like, I had encountered some stuff before, like, reading, like, Mark Twain or whatever, but um, getting into, like, you know, more contemporary literary fiction, like, um, I remember reading um, the Kurt Vonnegut novel in high school and that sort of stuff, and that kind of, like, opened more doors as well. until finally you get to be a freshman in college and you're a pretentious literary fiction (laughs) snob who doesn't read Stephen King anymore until you start realizing that Stephen King's pretty good anyway. But, um, uh, so that kind of, you know, brings us full circle to where we met, um, 
which uh, you want to fill us in on that, Rebecca? Sure. So um, there was a, like the first week for freshmen on campus, there was a sit with your department dinner. Um, and Michael and I ended up at the same table and started a conversation about Harry Potter. And the rest is history. Um, we had a class together, uh, World Lit 2, right? Yeah, because there were, like, two world literature classes. Yeah. Like, one was, like, the classics, and, and like, classics in terms of, like, Greek and Roman stuff. Right. Um, and then there was the other, World Lit 2, which was, like, anything besides that, I guess. Because we read, like, um, what did we read? It was, like, stuff, like, all from, like, the smattering of, like, like 17th century through the present. Yeah. Like, with those, like, Norton anthologies. But, yeah, we had that class together. Yeah. And so we uh, would walk back from that class together, because we didn't have a class after that, and we would um, talk about books and uh, would share books and titles. And um, yeah, it was just a really sweet time. And here we are. Mm -hmm. if, had that not happened... So thanks, we, Dr. Hamilton. Yeah, had that not happened, had our, had our uh, English department not put us together at that banquet... Um, and had we not taken that class from Dr. Patty Hamilton, um, we may not be sitting here in front of this microphone talking to you today, dear listeners. Um, so the existence of this podcast is brought to you by um, one of us being, you know, a very cheerful and open-minded um, lover of reading, and the other being a pretentious literary snob. Um, and, and, and you will figure out who... Yeah, yeah, we'll are. figure. We'll figure. <laughs> we'll let the reader or we'll let the listener figure out which is which. Uh, but anyway, um, and that that kind of brings us to today, where um, we decided to do this podcast, and it was one of those things where um, one of us, like, just one time said, like, "Oh, you know, it'd be fun to read through all the Newbery medals, which we'll talk about what they are in a second. And we we're like, "Yeah, haha, that'd be fun." And then someone, one of the other person. One or either Rebecca and I, I can't remember who played what role in this, but the other person was saying, oh, wow, what if we did a podcast? That would be cool. Um, and it was just kind of like one of those, yeah, I guess that would be cool. Uh, until we started like idly mentioning it to other people in our lives who uh, most people were just like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but <laughs> then we had the a new few. What's the Newberry? <laughs> yeah, what's the Newberry? Uh, but then we had a few people who were really enthusiastic about it, uh, one of whom was my dad, uh, who I'm sure will have lots of thoughts and opinions. Um, about the books that we read. Um, and then uh, other people in our lives, a few others seem pretty enthusiastic about it as well. And we thought it would be fun because uh, reading is one of the things that we share, Rebecca and I, together. Um, and I mean, there's some things that Rebecca does that I don't really, you know, I'm not really, I don't really vibe with. And there's some things that I do that Rebecca's not really that into either. Um, but reading is like a common denominator and has been uh, throughout our relationship. And it is something that we don't really share with a lot of other people in our lives because, you know, as you grow into adults, uh, even people who were readers when they were children or teenagers, a lot of times fall out of it just because of the responsibilities of adult life or you're tired um, or you get other interests or whatever, and that's fine. Um, but it is kind of cool that we have this thing together, and so we're going to make a podcast out of yeah. it that's hopefully good and that people will listen to, besides my dad. Um, although... I'm sure that my dad will be a great listener. Um, did you have anything to add to that before we move on to the... No, let's talk about the man, the myth, the legend, John Newberry himself. 
Yeah, well, before that, let's just talk about the Newberry Medal. Uh, in case you somehow clicked on listening to this and didn't know what the Newberry Medal was, it is an annual award given by the American Library Association. Um, and uh, the point of this medal, this award, the Newberry Medal, uh, Newberry spelled with one R, by the way, um, which is weird. Like, I always thought it was two R's. It's a real, like, Berenstain Bears sort of situation. Um, but... Um, the Newberry Medal is, and this is the, the direct quote, um, it's given to the author of the most distinguished contributions to American literature for children. And um, this is in conjunction with like the Caledicott Medal as well, which is given to illustrators of mm -hmm. children's literature. Um, but anyway, we're doing the Newberry Medals. And um, every year they give one medal, like the first prize, and then they give several honors to other books that were good, like honorable mentions, just not um, the winner of the medal. And we in this podcast are going to be reading through um, and then podcasting about uh, just the medal winners, not the honor books, um, which means that there'll be some pretty notable works of children's literature that we will miss. Um, but that's okay. Um, probably. We'll see how, how the Newberry medals stack up. Um, <laughs> But uh, this year is actually the 100, like the centennial of the Newberry Award, because um, the first one was given in 1922 uh, to a book called The Story of Mankind by someone named Hendrik Wilhelm von Loon, um, which is a great author's name for a title of a book that doesn't sound that interesting to me, but I guess we'll see. Um, but uh, the, the medal itself uh, is named after John Newberry, who... If you had asked me who John Newberry was before last night when I went to his Wikipedia page um, to prepare for this, I would have said, oh, is he someone like who was in the ALA or something, um, the American Library Association? Like, I just would have assumed that he was like the guy who created the prize, like um, like the Nobel Prize is named after the guy who, right? Isn't the Nobel Prize? Yeah, I think the, so. Anyway, let's pretend that the Nobel Prize is named after the guy who started the prize. Um but uh, I was wrong, uh, or I would have been wrong had you asked me that. Um, John Newberry is actually much, much older than um, the medal itself. Uh, he actually lived in the 1700s, uh, 1713 to 1767. Um, and so he's not really connected to the medal at all, except for the fact that he's kind of known as uh, one of the big innovators of children's literature as a publishing genre, like... Uh, obviously, there were stories for children before the 1700s, um, but in terms of it being a section of the publishing industry um, where there is like, you know, a whole ecosystem of writers um, who would create books for children, um, he was one of the innovators of that. Um, and uh, we, we discovered that um, his books don't sound that good. Um, he was a publisher, not an author, for the most part, although he did write a few things. Um, but he had a really heavy editorial hand, I think, like from reading this Wikipedia page. Um, and so he would publish books such as um, one called uh, The History of Little Goody Two-Shoes or another one called, probably the best title of uh, children's literature of all time, um, The Newtonian System of Philosophy Adapted to the Capacities of Young Gentlemen and Ladies. Um, and his whole philosophy and the reason why he wanted to publish books for children is that he believed, along with a lot of like Enlightenment era people like John Locke, that um, people uh, learned best and people's virtuous behavior showed itself best 
not when you gave people consequences in traditional discipline, but when you allowed people to learn and play. And uh, so his books were all with the function, like published with the function of teaching children stuff. Um, and so like stuff like uh, that Newtonian system of philosophy adapted to the capacities of young gentlemen and ladies is part of a series written by, uh, under a pseudonym, um, of someone named Tom Telescope. And so there's like a series of books about like all these uh, scientific advancements of the day. Or you have like, uh, like I mentioned, the history of Little Goody Two-Shoes, and this was one of many of the Newberry published books um, that were about um, instilling good virtues in children. Um, and so like Little Goody Two-Shoes is about this orphan who doesn't have any shoes, and then uh, this orphan gets shoes because they're virtuous somehow, and then they go from rags to riches. Like, you know, all you need is shoes, um, and then, you know, it's just, just, just the highway to success, you know. Um, but I think that a lot of children's literature at the time, um, and even to a certain extent, like, throughout, like, our childhoods, you know, we wrote, both read stories like this, too, where the point of the books was to instill good morals in children. So they're very didactic, very, um, you know, goofus and gallant sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, as insufferable as these books sound, uh, I mean, maybe they're good, but they sound pretty bad. Um, but as, as insufferable as these books sound, they were really popular and really cemented the idea of children's literature as a thing. Um, and so the medal is commemorating uh, John Newberry's contributions to um, uh, the reading lives of young children. And so um, that's... Uh, we should also note that his publishing company or office or whatever you call it was in Reading, R-E-A-D-I-N-G. I-N-G. Yeah, that's so. great. Yeah, there's lots of good little anecdotes on this. Um, it's worth the read. On, on this Wikipedia. Yeah, I highly recommend, like, you know, if we're going to be talking about reading material every time, normally they're going to be children's books, but... Uh, Episode one, I recommend you go read the John Newberry Wikipedia page because it's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, this dude, his publishing business was in Reading, aka Reading, um, which is just great. Um, anyway, here we are today, after 100 years of an award named after him, starting a podcast uh, in which we're going to read through the, the books uh, that are commemorating him. Um, Rebecca, do you want to talk a little bit about what this podcast is going to be? Like? Yeah, so the way that we're going to structure things so that we don't get bogged down um, in any decade is we're, we are starting with a book that we're both familiar with, um, A Wrinkle in Time, and I imagine a lot of people listening to this will also be familiar with it. So, Which won in 1963, by yes. the way, if you're curious. Yes, which I was surprised by. I did not realize it, it was so old. I don't know, but I didn't realize that. But anyway, um, we're going to start with A Wrinkle in Time, and then we are going to go um, circle back to the 20s, and we'll read one book from each decade um, until we loop back around, and then keep doing that until we finish everything. Right. So. We were initially going to do this chronologically, where we were going to start with The Story of Mankind by Henrik von Loon, or whatever that guy's name was. Hold on. What was his name? Hendrik Wilhelm von Loon, mm -hmm. um, and then just go forward. But we were urged by a friend of mine uh, who's a librarian not to do that because I've not read many of the early Newbery books, um, Newbery Medal winners, 
Um, but allegedly, they it, it's pretty rocky for the first few decades. Um, and so in the interest of not getting uh, ourselves just completely bogged down and um, burnt out on having to read like, um, oh, what is it? The Cat Who Went to Heaven or Gaynek, The Story of a Pigeon. Um, we decided to just sample from each decade until we can loop back around. So we'll get a good mix of both mm-hmm. the more contemporary stories as well as the more historical stories. And, um, you know, maybe those... Histori- and also not, like, find ourselves in a space where we're just talking about the books that we are familiar with at once. Right. Because we get... Because we, a lot of these, we haven't read any of the modern ones either. Like Yeah, I think the most recent years. one I've read was... I feel like Holes or something, yeah. which is from the 90s. Like, I've I've not kept up with any of the more modern ones either, so... Tell of Despero. I've not read Tell of Despero. Um, but anyway, that's how we're going to be doing it. Um, so episode two will be our first real episode in which we're going to talk about A Wrinkle in Time. Um, and then after that, we'll decide what uh, book from the 1920s we're going to do, and then we'll do a book from the 1930s and so on. Um... So yeah, if you guys are interested in reading along, we'll always announce what the next book is at the end of the the episode we're on. And we'll we'll also always start out with a summary of the book, so that if you're not interested in reading all of these, but you want to be a part of the discussion, like we'll we'll definitely tell you what the book's about. Right, 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 right. And I don't know how spoilery we'll get, um, but we'll we'll probably assume that people listening have read the books or at least are interested in hearing enough about the book that it will be as if you've read it so um yeah yeah well i mean if there's anything that we don't really want to spoil i'm sure we'll you know tag it as a spoiler you know for like the next minute or whatever but um i think for the most part it'll be pretty low-key conversations where you can have read the book or have not um and, uh, you know, maybe um, all the Cat Who Went to Heaven fans out there are going to really love our podcast. Maybe that might no one's, be our favorite one. We don't know. Maybe no one's going to have read that book. You know, who knows? Um, but that'll be our format going forward. And uh, we hope it's good. We've yeah. never done this before. Yeah. So that brings us to the close of this episode, episode one. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll see you guys next time for A Wrinkle in Time. So until then, see you later. Thanks for listening.